welcome to Quest Lore, a family Lorecana podcast. I'm Matt, that's Jen, that's Emmett, and this is Malcolm. Welcome back and thank you so much for joining us. Um, so this week we'll start off like how we do every week, at least every week when we go and play, um, is how weeks went this past week. So, Jen, how did it go? Um, so actually, um, all of us did okay this week. Um, Emmett and I both went one and two. Matt and Malcolm went two and one. And actually, the winner out of our family for league play this week was Malcolm. Yeah. Um, we actually had a lot of people at league this week. I think we had like 16 players. Yeah, there were a lot of people. It was a lot. Um, so Malcolm ended up getting fifth, which is awesome. Um, so that's, that's, that's really cool. So I don't even remember what place I got. But I know Emmett and I went one and two. Um, so it, 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 but again, it was a, it was a tough week. It so was a, like, some of our best players that are in our league were there. All um, of the really good players were there. They were all, every single one of them were playing the, uh, the Sapphire steel, uh, combination that's really hot right now. It's where they just ramp up an ink and then there's throwing Hades and whole new worlds at you and grab your sword just the whole time. They are really tough to beat. Yeah. Um, I beat, I beat one of them. One of them beat me. I played two right in a row. It's just I, well, that's, I was the same way. I was the same way. I yeah. like one of them. Yeah, yeah. I did two where I mind numbing to where play. I I beat one and one beat me. Same yeah. thing. Um, then also in uh, Lorcana play, I did go to a separate event last night that you guys uh, weren't able to go to because it goes too late and these kids got to get to bed. Um, but I just needed to get one more round in of uh of in the rise of the Floodborne uh game before it uh, goes away next week. Um, where I was, I went to up to our another store near us, and I played, and I came in first. And that was really awesome. That's so awesome. It was great. Only six players there, but it was still a fun, fun night, and I was able to was able to take home a win. Uh, um, besides that, <laughs> go ahead, man. Oh, just go ahead. so, uh, so my first game I lost because because somebody played a joke on me. Like somebody else did. <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, then my second round. So at the final game that I won at, I had three Wood Johnsons, three Buckies, and two Lucifers, and two Big Tanks. All out at the same time. Yeah. yeah, I was there. He had them all at the same time. He made someone discard two cards, so he got to draw six off the Prince John. Um, his hand was full. He just. He basically had zero lore and he had 20 lore on board and was able to just quest in one turn for the win. So it was kind of a crazy round. So it was pretty, it was pretty <laughs> cool that you pulled it off. I did talk to him a little bit afterwards. There's some things you could have done better. Like you don't have to, once your cards have, have given their value, like you use that Bucky, he has no cards in hand. They're not going to do anything. Feel free to quest with them. They've mm -hmm. done their job. Quest with them, get what they need, and then let them be killed. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just the way the game is played, right? Yeah. Um, we did one other game uh, with all four of us last weekend, too. So It's the first time we've actually done it since Lorcana first came out. The very first experience we had with Lorcana was trying to play a foursome game. And I do not recommend learning the game that way. No, no, that was bad. Because <laughs> it, was, it was very rough. And, you know, learning the game is much easier when it's just a one-on-one -on -one. So if you, again, if you are new to Lorcana, which, you know, we are hoping in a few weeks to start putting in some brand new to Lorcana stuff, uh, content in our podcast. But if you are new and 
you want to learn how to play, I highly recommend just doing a one like one on one with somebody who does know to help lead you through. Um, and honestly, like I have yet to meet a Lorcana player that isn't just the most like green flag person. Like, sure. Yeah. Like it's all been pretty friendly. So everybody's far, so. been super amazing, super friendly. Um, awesome playing with our kids because they're really the only ones who play in our league play. Almost everybody is adults. So um, if you go to a game store and find someone who's playing Lorcana and ask for them to teach you, they will definitely be willing to. But as for our fourth um, game, our one v one v one v one, as Emmett likes to call it. Um, as now that we are experienced players, it was actually really, really fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Because, so, Mama shifted an, an evil queen, which is today's episode. <laughs> um, and then she saying grab your sword, which does two damage to everybody. Not everybody on specific forces, everybody on everybody. And for Lady Tremaine, it does, you just you choose a card and put it and take it away for everybody. Yeah, so that's the, the interesting thing is that when you're always playing a 1v1, um, it, usually you don't notice the difference between like you choose a player or you choose this or it's all players. And so when you do get like playing a big tank and you're playing a multiplayer game, that minus one goes for every card out from all of your opponents. And it completely changes the game. Yeah. And guess what? Somebody won with Sneaky So Lore. Well, that, with Sneaky Lore. So Malcolm, why don't you so Malcolm ended up winning. Malcolm, why don't you explain like what kinda happened the last couple rounds of play? Um, so we all kept playing so it was a head stretch a home stretch between me, Emmett, and Dad. Yeah, we played. We all could have won on the next turn. So we all kept playing cards, and then the next person stopped the last person, playing cards, stopped that person, playing cards, stopped that person. And so Malcolm was at 19 lore. He didn't have any cards out. Thought Matt was like, like, so I, I, over. I, like, I had big Elsa on the board, yeah. I think, and a big Ursula, yeah. and like, neither one of them, none of them had the cards that could have possibly taken it out. Go. And then, yeah. Go. He so top what, is, the what, tell, what does Goat do, Malcolm? When you play him, you gain a Lola. Just for playing him. So that's, again, sneaky lore. Malcolm won the game, and there's nothing we can do about it. And that's one of the reasons why those sneaky lore cards are so powerful in your hand. And um, so every Mullen card, when he played Ant's card, um, you um, do something except, like, only like the... Um, Transformation mine, yeah. and for the oh, the Madden Mims, the battle transformation, or you put something about the game. And that's what when we say goat, we're like goat. I don't think we mentioned that. I don't think there's another goat. I don't think so, but it's in the Amethyst deck. Not yet. And, um, oh, not yet. Um, so if you are playing Amethyst, that's definitely a strategy to have. It's for that sneaky lore. I don't know of another goat. I can't even. <laughs> Doesn't exist. I don't. I don't think it exists. There's a lava. There's another goat. There's a lava. There's another goat in. Um, I mean, I guess the new wish movie. Oh yeah, the new wish. So when they they do come out with wish cards, and I mean you can kind of call still have goat from 
think that's a stretch. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of, of, of movies, mm -hmm. after we finished that game, what did we do after that? Emma? We watched Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yeah, that's right. Figured there was a lot of cards coming out in the new set for Atlantis specifically. Same Let's fill that gap. Same thing with Treasure that we did for Treasure Planet. There was a bunch of Treasure Planet cards. We didn't show any in our last video, but our fourth video we did show. And, and we might see one today. And we probably will see one today. But so, anyways, so boys, so Malcolm, what did you think about Atlantis? It was a pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. Which one do you like better, Treasure Planet or this? Or, or I don't know. I like John Rock the Sang. Okay, so how many stars did you get? We used to we used to do that. We used to they used to watch all the Disney movies and then we kinda of fell off the wagon with it where they I'll were reading it all. Out of four stars. Were you doing three stars or four four stars or five stars? We were doing um one, two, five stars. And so you'd say three and a half? How about you? Um, I would say like one four. Okay. All right. Um, I definitely liked it better than Treasure Planet. Yeah. Um, honestly, makes me feel like uh, James Cameron ripped it off for Avatar. Um, <laughs> or did it rip off Avatar? Which one came out first? They both ripped off Fern Gully, so it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> true. They did both <laughs> rip off Fern Gully for us uh, old folks. Question. Yes. If this movie was on in the background, like, well, you will let it walk. Like in the pool and of that of the Disney. Oh, oh yeah, I would watch it for sure. It's not something I. I mean, I don't know if I would like purposely go watch it, but if it was on in the background somewhere, like I might continue watching it. Definitely more than Treasure Planet. Yeah, it was definitely better than Treasure Planet. But I, 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 I if I if I never turn it on again, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'm never gonna go yeah. after it. Like man, I need some Atlantis. That's not gonna happen. And I will say, as a super geek, I I was kind of. Hoping for a Stargate somewhere. Mm, yeah. Sure, that'd be nice. Be nice. <laughs> they don't get it. No, they're not going to get it. They're too young. It's okay. All right. Enough talk on that. Um, let's move on to our topic of the week, which is shifting. So shifting is something that um, I actually do a lot in my deck. Um, I know Emmett does a little bit of shifting as well. The only really shiftable I have in my deck. The deck that I'm playing right now is um big pink. I don't have mm -hmm. the only shift rule that I have, mm -hmm. but I can't shift anything on it. Mm -hmm. Is um Pirate does? Do you play this card at all? No. Probably not. So, so puny pirate. Mm -hmm. Um, when she takes out a card, she turns 
give it to somebody else because she feels like it. <laughs> so basically, you know, if, if the, uh, your opponent has somebody small out um, and she can take them out, um, it'll deal two damage to another opponent. And so, again, you could potentially take out two smaller cards with Tink with her only getting maybe one or two, um, you know, damage to her, which is awesome. Um, and if you're just going to quest her, having that two um, war is also great. But what we're talking about today is the shifting ability. Mm -hmm. So you notice that this costs six to play, okay? Um, but you'll see that it says shift four. What that means is you have a smaller Tinkerbell um, in your hand. You can actually shift this on top of her. So what does that mean? Um, uh, it's a rhetorical question, but I'm going to answer it. But thank you, Emmett. Um, I don't know when you're flipping to, through, so okay. I don't remember what you Okay, so, yeah, see, <laughs> that's how I already said all that. Um, so um, it says shift on the card. It's usually right at the top above any other abilities. Um, and so it's always a large character that you play on a smaller character that you can play early on in the game. So, for example, if you if you have this big tank, um, usually you would have to pay six ink for her. However, if you had a smaller tank in your hand, like the one that most people play is a three um, a, a three cost Tinkerbell, then you can play her in your third turn, but then on your fourth turn, shift this big Tinkerbell on top of her which is, you know, a great use of, of getting out this card early. And she's pretty powerful. Um, you, know, you know, really the only thing, there's, there's, you know, not a ton of cards that can take her out in one hit, which is great. Um, now, the thing that you have to understand about shifting is that it keeps the same status as the small character that you shift on. So, for example... If you played Little Tink on turn three, on turn four, she would now be her, her ink would be dry, which means she's playable. If you were to shift Tink, Big Tink, onto Little Tink, Big Tink is now instantly playable. She will now be dry. She will not be wet, um, which means you can play her right away. Um, and so, and again, by playing her, that's you know, like damage that goes onto everybody. And it's sneaky lore because you get one extra lore than your opponent may have been counting on. Um, now, the other thing is, though, too, if the smaller character does have damage, um, that damage does stay. So if somebody had attacked a little tank, um, she had one or two damage on her. When you shift Tinkerbell, she still has that damage. So that does not go away with shifting. Yeah, so basically it's, it's going to keep whatever status that smaller character even if it was exerted, if you shift your new character onto that card and that card is exerted, that new character is exerted too. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't want to quest with them and then decide to shift because you're going to lose, you're just going to expose the bigger character on there. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I want to know, uh, so I put up, you put up at the top here, it's all Floodborne characters. So if it says Floodborne on the card, right now that means it's a shift, it has shift on it. The reason for that is because in the story of Lorcana, Floodborne mm -hmm. characters have been basically drowned in ink and then came out completely changed. So basically it's like you're taking a car, a character that was on your board and you're putting a bunch more ink on top of it and now it's changed into this version. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of like the lore of the game is with this shifting. Oh, I like it. Um, here's another example, Hercules. So just to kind of go through again, like you shift onto it, it is 
Is this a new card? Uh, no, this is the Hercules. This is the enchanted version of the Hercules. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right, so when you shift onto him, he is... Oh, let die. Can attack. Can save. Can quest. Heaps damage. And so again, sneaky lore, because it can quest for two, where the little herp can only quest for one. Um, and yeah, that whole singing for six um, is a big deal, because little herp, I think he's a three cost or a two cost? He's a two, yeah. A two cost. So, like, he can't really sing anything. Where now the big perk, he can sing something like "A Whole New World" or "Grab Your Sword." That little t that little herp couldn't sing. Now this this is my one of my favorite plays that I play in my Steel Song deck um, because you can play a five cost card on turn two. Um, so. You can, if you are lucky enough to get the one queen on your first turn, you can play her on turn one. She becomes dry on turn two, and you only need two ink because the queen, big queen is a shift two. So you only need two ink, which you should have on your second turn, and you can play her immediately as a shift, and it's either sneaky lore, or it's higher damage, or she can sing a five song, like a grab your swords, um, and then her, um, she also has an amazing ability. Um, her ability is that if she quests, um, she gets to take, um, her four, um, attack, um, and put it on any other card of yours. And then it also removes four from any of your opponent's cards. So usually what ends up happening is if you have, um, the queen out and another card out, like even something like a Stitch or a Cinderella that's only cost one, um, that can now take out something really powerful without taking any damage. So this is a very powerful card that can come out early and is often hard to get rid of early. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a really big play. Um, the, the thing I've had happen to me that I hate the most when this happens is someone does this one to five shift on their second turn and then on their second turn they sing a whole new world now they haven't gotten rid of a ton of cards uh like they haven't been able to play a bunch of cards so they're getting rid of a lot of their hand but in lorcana you're mulliganing in mulliganing <laughs> uh during that first turn so i've set up my whole curve for the next like six turns and that person has just ruined it now i've got who knows what and it really disrupts your hand and disrupts the tempo of the game. So it's a it's a really big move. Um, next, we've got an example for some Ooh. sneaky lore. Yeah, I use this surprisingly a lot in my deck. So what is it? So it's a normal stitch from a rock star stitch. <laughs> I usually use this when I don't get a Lilo or Pinocchio on my first turn. So you play that. And you just hope that Stitch stays for three, a couple more times. And then you can shift into Rockstar Stitch. So yep. Usually so usually when I play this, I'll play Stitch on turn three. Like, you often what I'll do is, like, on a turn three, I might play. So often what I have been trying to do lately is I'll play, like, any one-cost card on my first turn. Play a queen um, on my second turn. Like, a little queen. On my third turn, I will play a stitch and then shift the queen so that on my fourth turn I can play the big stitch and then I have two big shiftables. Like that's like my dream opening hand mm. is having 
you know, like maybe like a one Cinderella, a one stitch, a one queen, a five queen, and a six stitch, and then a couple of inkables. Like that's my dream opening hand because like that's it's so much lore so quickly. Yep. Um, you got packers, you've got lots of lore, you got people that can sing high value songs. You've got all those special abilities. Um, so from Stitch, New Dog, to over to Stitch, Rockstar. Stitch Rockstar has that great ability that when you play a character with card cost of two or less, you can play them exerted to draw a card. Mm -hmm. So that's got a draw engine built right in. It's going to take a couple turns for someone to deal with it. The only problem with ships um, is that the really powerful ones like this, like the with from Stitch, New Dog, and the one with the Queen, right? they're really uh, easy to get rid of. So as soon yeah. as you put them on the board, it's like you got to get rid of some your opponent's going to want to get rid of them immediately. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of work to make sure you're protecting them before you can get to the ship. Yeah. And, also, and that's, oh, go ahead. Also, nice sneaky lore. Three lore. That is four. Yeah. Like one to three. That is two sneaky lore. Yeah. What are you going to say? Um, I just re now realized another lore we should have before. What? Oh, there's quite a lot of them, but. So this one I was thinking of is um the Easter egg card um with the you know um Flynn Rider as. Yeah, so so there's a one drop Flynn Rider and a two drop Flynn Rider, both in emeralds, and then it costs two to ship to the Floodborne Flynn Rider. Um, but he's the only Floodborne for shifting into him. The opponent will probably have like a bunch of cards in their hand. Sure. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's 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 the problem with him is that he does that your mm -hmm. opponent's going to have a whole bunch of cards. But if maybe if you're doing the later turn where you can play one, mm -hmm. um, like you can even play the one drop this one drop plan and then just pay two more to shift him on. You'll save an ink. Yeah, and so. I've I've done that before too. I do that a lot with my Cinderellas because it's cheaper to hit play a one Cinderella and then shift immediately. And now if you do that, so if you're later in the game, um, the new shiftable one is still wet because right. you just played the original one. Keeps the same um, status. So it does keep the same status, so be aware of that. The other thing I was going to mention, so um, how Matt said that you need to try to protect those cards, and that's why, um, you know, a lot of people who do play um, the Amber deck will play a few bodyguards in there um, to try to protect them. Uh, this next one is about just going over those enter the battle effects. Um, it's a really, shifting is a, is a great way to like put a card down where they weren't expecting it that has that enter the battle effect. And enter the battle effect, that means when we play a card, it does something immediately. Big Tank is a perfect example of this because it deals one damage to everyone. Uh, not only that, if they don't see Big Tank coming on turn four and they've got an exerted character, first you do one damage to anyone. Then you take out one of their characters, then you deal two damage to another characters. Mm -hmm. It's that enter the battle effect that you get to do when you shift onto a card. Mm -hmm. And then one more. Um, so this is the double shift. Um, so one thing you can do, you don't have to always shift on from a lower cost card. You can shift onto any card that has the same character name. So this is Lady Tremaine. This is a move I've done where I will, if I'm at 10 ink and I have two characters that they need to do, um, what you can do is you play the first Lady Tremaine and then you can, sh they have to discard, they have to just banish one of their characters and then you shift another Lady Tremaine on it for just four ink instead of six 
and they have to shift the other character. Um, so it's basically the way of playing cards that would normally cost you 12 total ink for 10 ink. Um, it's a really powerful move that people hate when I do it. What they even hate more is that when I do this, I will then sometimes play the Madame M Snake. And now, whatever fate that your shifted card has, the card that you shifted on top to shares that fate. So if they're banished, they're both banished. But if you bounce it back to your hand like you can with the snake, you're bouncing them both back to your hand. And now I can play those Madame Mims, uh, the Ladies Remains, again, each separately. So it's kind of like instead of having four Ladies Remains in your deck, you now have six or eight. Yeah. And and then she is a tough card because you just, you know, she just keeps taking out your cards and taking out your cards. There's nothing you can do. Right. So that was everything we wanted to go over with shifting. A quick, you know, summary of what is shifting? What are some of the things that we do with shifting? What are some of the things that you can use in your game? Boys, do you feel like you understand shifting any better now? Uh, yes. Yes. I understand a lot of new things about how with the Bloodborne, with the shifting, and the double shift. I never thought that would be good. But now thinking about it, that might be one of the best strategies. I didn't even know that. But I didn't. I didn't even like fathom that that was a possibility. Yeah, because like, you could do that with big pink as well. Like, you yeah. Play big pink, then shift her again. Yeah. Which you know. And deal two damage to everyone. Yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, if you have the ink, that's crazy. I don't often have the deck that has a ton of ink. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually did double shift one, but it did, but it didn't discard that. No. Okay. Um, and something else too, um, if you do shift, um, like some of the cards who that make you put your cards into your inkwell. I don't remember which ones those are. Uh, like Hades. Hades. Like you actually get two ink then if you yeah. had shifted. So that's you so know. playing Hades or uh, Let It Go. Yeah. If they do that to your character and they're sending them to the inkwell, they both go to the inkwell. So right. you're while they get rid of your character, you're like getting some little you're bit more extra value. Yeah. You get double ink for the next mm -hmm. turn that you play. Yep. Any other questions on shifting, guys? Uh, so this double shifting would work with literally uh, every Madame Mamba mm -hmm. transformation. Yeah. Well, uh, the only yeah the only so the only other um thing that I uh, to to warn you about shifting is that if um your card is um you know like it does get um destroyed banished. banished thank you. That's why we need a list. <laughs> um, if your card does get banished, um, both cards are banished. Like you, it's not just the top card; both cards get banished. So that's something you need to make sure you understand as well. Yep. Okay, so that's enough about shifting. If you have any questions on shifting, please, please feel free to send it. You can leave a comment on YouTube, or you can send a question to questlorequestions at gmail.com. Now let's move on to into the Inklands. Still, marches ever closer. One week away at the time of this away. recording, we'll already have cards in hand. Yeah, um, we're going to a midnight release uh, party next week. Well, Matt and I are. We're gonna put these boys to bed and then go do yeah. that. <laughs> I thought you said the people allowed to come. Uh, we're gonna go to the one we go to on Friday. Yes. So we're gonna go to one on Thursday night yep. for a midnight release of the cards. Um, so we'll already have cards in hand. I've got stuff to order. We're, we're good on that this time around. Yeah. Uh, it's been much refreshing compared to the last two, just mm -hmm. being able to get the cards. Uh, but 
as it comes out, let's take a look at some of the new cards you guys haven't seen, uh, get our reaction to them, what we think about them. So first up, oh, we're going to go over some new ships that are coming with into the Inkland. So these are cards that impact the shifting game. So first up, we've got yeah! more. Wait, uh, is that Enchanted Morph? Yes, this is the Enchanted version of Morph. Morph <laughs> is an emerald card. He costs two and his yep. He costs two and is inkable. Um, he has a strength of two and willpower of one. But it's his special ability that is important. You <laughs> may play any character with shift on this character as if this character had any name. So this any is, shiftable character. So like uh like a so Lady Tremaine, like a Jafar, like a Big Tink, like a Singing Sword Cinderella. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, yeah. Magic as a spell. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that card's not out yet. We haven't even gone over it. But that is a huge card uh, that's coming out of Pack Ships for also, sure. The yeah. Next up is Little John, who gets a Bloodborne. He's a shiftable. That's the song. He costs six. Is inkable, has a strength of four, willpower of five. His special ability is okay, big shot. While this character is exerted, your characters with bodyguard gain resist plus one and get plus one lore. He also quests for two lore. So, uh, if you are playing a deck with a lot of bodyguards, you play this guy, and those bodyguards become much harder. The, the biggest benefactor of this ability is probably going to be the prince. Mm -hmm. He's already got resist on him. He quests for two already. Yep. This will make him quest for three and gives him another point of resist. It's gonna be very hard to deal yeah, with. Yeah, and yeah, not only that, but you know, like so actually so this past weekend when we were playing at League, I actually played someone who played a um amber uh steel bodyguard deck. Um and because there's also other cards, um like the um the three musketeer shield. Yes. Um that give you um I think every time you defeat a bodyguard, they get to draw a card. Um, and I lost against him. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, the, you know, I think some people are starting to prep for this card already. And then we got one more new shift card. This is probably the biggest card that's come out. People were exploding over this one. This is Jafar. He oh, is the striking illusionist. He costs seven, is inkable, shifts for five, strength of four, willpower of five. He's evasive and has this special ability, power beyond measure. During your turn, while this character is exerted, whenever you draw a card, gain one lore. Anytime you draw a card. Now, what? boys, can you think of the oh, worst no. card that you could have this character sing? Holy world! <laughs> How much lore would you get if you play Whole New World with Seven. him? In one turn. And he's shiftable, so if you shift him onto an old other one, you get to play that card the same turn that you play him. What happens if you play multiple whole new words for another turn? Then you get 14. But you have to have a lot of and purple. You could play the snake Jafar. Next one shift. So yes, there are four shiftable targets for Jafar in in Amethyst and Steel that you can shift this guy onto. And there's already like plenty of deck builds where you build up a 
a uh, shiftable captain hook first, and then on the next turn after that, you do this steal. shift. Yep, mm -hmm. you shift this Jafar. You'll have both of those available to saying whole new world when you shift this guy in. Wow. Giving you 14 lore on turn five. <laughs> <laughs> now, I it's, mean, I mean, to I get find, that. I've gone 21. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but to get, I mean, to get that kind of set up, it's a bit of a, a, a big puzzle piece that you have to put and together. Luck. <laughs> but this guy being evasive, so he's, and he's evasive. So he's hard to get rid of even after you've got him on the board. You have to have some kind of other removal for him. And it, like, this also means, like, if you're playing against someone who is using a whole new world, they don't want to sing a whole new world because that means that they're giving you seven. Well, it's lives. only on your turn. Oh, it's only on your turn. Oh, well, that's good. During your turn. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a defense against home. Oh, either. okay. Um, <laughs> it's only on your turn, so there is at least that. That's but yeah, so, this is a massive card. This is going to probably be... It's also beautiful artwork. Yeah, this is the Enchanted. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. This is probably going to be the hardest card to get in the set, because this is a legendary mm -hmm. as well. So this is this is going to be the, the sad beast of this, the yeah. Elsa of this, or Bluff, then I guess now mm -hmm. uh, used to be Elsa. How uh, I believe Morph is a rare card. Hard to tell on this because I got the enchanted symbol yeah. and I don't know all the cards yet. But these are just the shiftable cards from the new set. Uh, let's go through a few more new cards. Um, so we have Gramatala. She is a seven cost inkable. Uh, she is a Floodborne. She shifts for five, has strength four, willpower of eight, quest for two, and has a special ability. Do you know who you are? Whenever a card is put into your inkwell, gain one lore. So again, every turn, then you put something in your inkwell, and so if you have cards that put extra Wait a cards minute. in your ink... Time so I see. You can play the noble tool with a and blood, too. Try to make sure the devil quest was lit until you get up to five ink. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 in sapphire, so that is the, that's the deck that gets you lots of ink really. Fast. And so that's and you know that I think that that's what's gonna start happening is that like you just mentioned, um, is people are gonna start not questing early, like not exerting their cards so that they're harder to get rid of when they know they have these ships coming. I think that the gameplay is gonna change a bit like that, and I know some players already play like that, um, but I think it's gonna become more popular. For sure. And um, this is a legendary, so it's probably going to be hard to get. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, I mean, there's so much different ways to get lore, and it doesn't have to be on your turn. So if someone plays Let It Go or Hades and doesn't choose this card, um, like they're sending more ink to your inkwell and giving you lore too. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's a ton of stuff that can go with that. Um, the other card uh, on this screen is Mama Odie. Don't she matter what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she is three cost, uninkable, uh, strength of one, willpower of three, quest for one, has a special ability, this going to be good. Whenever you play a song, you may put the top card of your deck into your inkwell, face down, and exert it. So this is adding cards to your inkwell, triggers Gramatala, they work together so that you can build up more lore faster. Grandma, attack the grandma. Grandma, yeah. wait. Attack you're... of the grandma. Attack of the grandma. <laughs> Can't wait to build the denture deck. Let's go. Stack. Stack. Grandma's deck. Grandma's deck. Grandma's deck. Grandma's deck. All right. Let's take a look at our next one here. Oh, 
I'm not sure how well that's. I mean, it's just moving damage, getting to do free damage essentially every turn because every turn you draw. Yeah. Right? So she doesn't have to be exerted to do this. It's just uh -huh. whenever you draw a card. Plus, it's Amethyst. Amethyst draws cards all the all time. All the time. Friends on the other side. You have a rabbit. You have Cusco. Yeah. Uh, You're constantly drawing. Cards. Yep. And her special ability where she quests to draw a card. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Yep. Gain a lore. No, it's not, no, it's not gaining a lore. Watch, watch, it's not watch, gaining a lore. It's moving a damage. We get, we get up the lore with, um, what's his name? The song. Yeah, and exactly. then we all can do, like, Seven damage. Yes. Seven damage. So the thing is, they keep trying to attack your Defar. You, you get bring her out now. You can start moving that damage off yep. your Defar. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, yeah. Good. Those are gonna be powerful together. Uh, and then we also have location in Amethyst. The Queen's Castle Mirror Chamber costs four, is inkable, costs one ink to move characters here, has seven willpower, uh, and uh, you get two lore at the beginning of each of your turns. Uh, using the mirror is a special ability. At the start of your turn, for each character you have here, you may draw a card. So again, if you have... <laughs> and two little... Wait a minute! Uh -huh. What if I had a Jafar? So, uh -huh. I'll, I'm going to stop the Jafar talk with this one right away, because this is at the start of your turn. So, the rules go for uh, the start of your turn is ready, set, draw. So ready, you have to ready your characters. The Jafar thing only works when he's exerted. So he's going to get ready first before this card activates. Mm -hmm. So this card won't work with Jafar like that. Unless you have something that keeps him exerted. If someone exerted him with Elsa or... I wonder if you can upcycle. Maybe you can exert him yourself at all. Right, but I mean, still, so just as many cards as you have here, you also get to draw more yeah, cards. Yeah, that's still an amazing ability. Because and, and, and it's still going to work with... Um, with the new Maleficent, mm -hmm. because you're drawing a card because she's just if you're out, not if she's exerted. Correct. So and that will help. Right. Yep. And and you get two lore at the beginning of every turn, so that's awesome. It's it, quite a good card. Really good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Especially because yep. it only costs four. Like. And it's yes. and it's two. Right. So yeah, what's what you said. Let's move on to our next set here. I'm going my way. I will go the distance. Okay. Yes, I'll cover the song first. So it's I will find my way. Cost of one and is inkable. Uh, chosen characters, chosen character of your get uh, plus two strength this turn. They may move to a location for free. Ooh, that's, so that's going to be helpful. down on that. And the location cost. cost. Yep. Uh, Especially, yeah, that's that's going to be that's that that could be really good because some of those, you know, some of those could cost lower. And the fact that you get both the two damage as well as moving them. Like, I think that's definitely worth it for a one cost and a sinkable. Like, I see this getting put in a lot of Emerald decks. Yep, for sure. Um, especially if, if, if they're playing locations. That's almost a must-have in your Emerald deck. Uh, the second card, the character card, is Ursula, Deceiver of All. Cost three and is sinkable. Strength of two, willpower three, quests for one. And it's a special ability that's special. It's what a deal. Whenever this character sings a song, you may play that song again from your discard for free. Then put it on the bottom of your deck. So, she costs, she can sing for three. Pair it with Amethyst, she can sing Friends on the Other Side twice. You pair it with, with Emerald itself, she can sing Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo twice and bounce someone back and forth to your hand two times instead of once. You sing uh, Strength of a Raging Fire if you pair it with Steel. You sing Let the Storm Rage On if you pair it with Steel. You get to play those cards twice. What? Two ghosts. 
Muhammad, that's a song. That's a character, buddy. That's a character. Only song. Only song. Okay. No, but if you have two but we're not, and then you play the keep no, but sure, no. yes, you could, sure. you could do that with goat. So you play baby, you could play goat, then you play baby, sing, never sing baby body blue. You move the goat back, you get a lore. You put the goat down, you get a lore. Move it back, you get a lore. Put it down, you get a lore. That is a four lore. So How much? Yeah. Grab your sword cost five. five. She can't five. sing grab your sword. She can't sing home in the world. Um, she can't string the new one like along came to do. She can't sing that. But there's funny. still a lot of songs that she can't sing that yeah. can do a lot of I damage. mean, she can sing. Um, so, like, a big one that I can think of, if you, especially with, you know, if you had her late in the game, um, if she was with Amber, is, um, like, Strength of a Raging Fire, if you have a lot of cards out, yep. you can sing that twice and take out two big cards, or, um, oh, oh, what's the other one? Um, uh, Greatest Criminal Mind. Sure. You take out, like, two big Elsas or two big Maleficents or something like that. Um, lots, lots of possibilities yeah. here. She's going to be a, a, a one that, that is going to be much sought after, and that artwork on that enchanted. That's oh yeah, fantastic. super cool. I even thought the Hercules one has great art too. Yeah. I it's, ooh uh oh okay that song. No. The fairest destiny will come along for you. Will come for you. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh. So let's cover the song. So it is the bare necessities. It costs two and it's inkable. Uh, a character with cost two or less can sing, or two or more can sing the song for free. Uh, when you sing it, chosen opponent reveals their hand and discards a non-character card of your choice. Actions and songs are fair game. Buy, be prepared. Yes, this is Amber's defense to be prepared to grab your swords to whole new world. This is your defense <laughs> against those cards, um, smash Gosh. items, everything. Oh. It's a way to kind of stall someone's tempo. That's I really have cool. an idea. And, and it's inkable. It's only two. You can even have Simba sing this. Yep. I am. You know that. I have an idea. And you know what's coming. Like, I, have, I love this. This is this is probably, whew, what am I going to take out of my deck to I, put this song in? I have an idea. Huh. Lucifer and that. So, it's my bare necessities. Um, and you can take out an action card and they don't have any more action cards. Play a well, they just have to guard. Yep, that's sure. what we need to do. Yeah. For sure. So, lots of possibilities with that one. Uh, the other card on here, the character card, is Ida, Protector of Atlantis. We just watch this movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she costs five, is inkable, uh, is a Floodborne, so she shifts for three, has a strength of three, uh, willpower of five. There are smaller Ida's available. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to show this one. Sure. Um, has a special ability, perhaps we can save our future. When you play this character, all characters get minus three strength until the start of your next turn. So this is a way of basically cutting everyone off at the knees and saying, okay, you guys can't attack. Like one um, turn where you can't attack so I can get the two more on the next turn. Yep. Um, so it kind of removes all that strength from everybody. Um, this would be a good target for like Maui Boo. Oh yeah. Um, to keep playing her oh, yeah. back and forth to kind of force this forced treaty uh, of <laughs> course cessation of hostilities every turn. Um, so it, it's definitely something that can uh, kind of change the game at least for one turn because all of a sudden, all of a sudden you don't have to worry worried about being attacked. Um, 
card that could definitely see some play a little bit iffy because normally you're trying to boost everyone's attack. This also decreases your attack, but it's definitely something to watch out for. And then, Ooh. an enchanted location, the oh, Pride Lands. Cool. How well they're going to, how often you're going to see them, but these cards themselves and the and the location that I'll show you in a little bit, I think are the foundation for a pirate deck. Ooh. Definitely a pirate theme deck, I believe, is possible now. So this first one is Captain Hook, Master Swordsman, who costs five, is inkable, strength of five, willpower of four, uh, has two abilities. Uh, quest for one. First one is Nemesis. During your turn, whenever this character banishes another character in a challenge, ready this character. You can't quest for the rest of the turn. So this is very similar to Scar's ability from set two, where he could, anytime he banished one, you could be ready. He just doesn't have to rush. Um, and the second character is man-to-man. -man. That means characters named Peter Pan uh, lose evasive and can't gank. Wow. So if you got Peter Pans in your deck, they no longer have evasive. Interesting. There's actually a Peter Pan card that kind of matches this. The two cards like fit together. The artwork matches oh, for cool. a Peter Pan card. Uh, he's like the reverse stats of Captain Hook. Oh. Um, the second card is an action. Uh, it's a four cost uninkable on your feet now. Uh, you ready all your characters and deal one damage to each of them. They can't quest for the rest of this turn. So this is a way to protect and reset your board after the quest you're wide and have a lot of characters on them, quest with all of them, play this, sure they get that one damage, but they're all unexerted and they're all protected for the next Yeah, turn. that could be cool. They all work with the location, 
the Jolly Roger. It's a one cost uninkable, cost two to move characters here. Has a willpower five. Has the ability look alive, you swabs. Characters gain rush while they're here, so they can challenge the turn they're played. So that would mean you have to pay for the card and spend an extra two eight to play the location right away. Except for the second ability, all hands on deck. <gasps> Your pirate characters may move here for free. Oh! So if you have a pirate deck, all your cards have rush if you have this out. Oh, <laughs> wow, that is crazy. So that's what he's saying. If there's a pirate deck coming up, like if there are enough pirate characters now that you could probably create a pirate deck. Yeah. With this stuff. That's cool. And just hey, can you go back to the to the last to the pirates um for the captain hook? So just just to let you know, so like if you notice underneath each character and underneath their name, there's words underneath them. So like if you see under Captain Hook, he's a dreamborn villain, pirate, and captain. What that means is sometimes there are cards that are specifying that they're a prince, a princess, a queen, a pirate. That's what it means. Like you don't just get to decide if something's a princess or you know like. Tinkerbell, for example, like isn't a princess because her cards don't say princess on it. Um, like we were talking about that last week with the Tiggers. <laughs> um, but so um, that's what it means is that the card actually has to say pirate on it, as you can see here, um, in order for that ability to work. And same thing when we were talking about the, the last location with the prince or the king, it actually has to say prince or king on it in order for that to work. Um, so those are the new cards we're going through this week. Um, next week we'll actually have these cards in our hand. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll be talking about like, what kind of decks we all want to play. We'll, we'll probably discuss offline about looking at all the cards. We're not going to sit here and go through all of them with everyone. <laughs> there's a lot of boring ones, and it's going to take a lot. Um, and we so we there's some cards that we don't haven't even seen yet. Like uh, they've just released all of them now. Oh so yeah. All out. So okay. everyone can look at the whole thing. We're still waiting for the app to get updated so it'll be easier to kind of scroll through and see everything. Okay. Uh, a lot of the cards we've seen are in like, there's a, a bunch of cards that are still only in like German or French. Sure. Um, we've got translations of them, but like, I don't know. Yeah. They're hard to so <laughs> um, kind of everything and pull through. So, um, so that's when I could look up it could be a go card card to it on my phone. Yes. Right. They're not on the app yet. They will be soon. Um, and what's it, what's that app? It's the official. So the official Lord the official Lord 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 all the different cards. You can build decks on it. You can track your inventory. It's a pretty nice app. Uh, the only problem is for me is that it's only an app. Um, well, and it sucks battery really fast. Yes, it too. does. It does take up. Like if you're like off, sometimes people would use it to because there is a score keeping function in it, but it does like it sucks your battery super fast. So yes, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, we're all excited for Infinity Plans next week. Absolutely. I did have a question for both of you. So just so all of you know, um, we have a birthday boy. So Malcolm is actually turning 12 next Thursday before our next podcast. Um, Thursday. Wednesday. I'm sorry, next Wednesday is the 21st. So next Wednesday he's uh, turning 12. Um, Malcolm, is there anything Lorcana related that you think you might want for your birthday or you're hoping to get for your birthday? No? Nothing? Because I'm pretty sure there's something you told us that you really wanted. Maybe just some packs. That's it? 
That's it? Well, we'll see what you get. We'll see what you get. Um, <laughs> How about, and so Emma's birthday is coming up in a couple weeks. I'll ask him the same question when we're coming up to his birthday, if there's anything cool or counter related that he possibly wants to know about this thinking. <laughs> um, so uh, we didn't have any new questions in the mailbox this week. Uh, I did go ahead and like try to start some conversations around our genie method of drafting online. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people that just like bread. They want to just eat bread. Uh, <laughs> for those that, that did this last episode and aren't familiar with it, bread is the acronym that's been used for drafting for magic for years. Uh, and most people, a lot of people were just like, it's bread. You don't have to worry about anything else. <laughs> sure. If you like bread, you use bread. Uh, that's fine with you. Some people just, we really love Disney, so we wanted to try to Disney-fy it a little bit. So that's what we did. Uh, the people that weren't set on bread did seem to like it. Um, they were trying to come up with ones of our own, of their own. Uh, I didn't really see much that was like, oh wow, that's a home run. Uh, uh -huh. But those that weren't, uh, I guess, uh, that wanted a gluten-free option, um, <laughs> seemed to like our genie uh, acronym. So, awesome. Uh, that seemed to go over decently, I'll say. Um, I don't have any new questions, boys. Or any questions you want to ask? Okay, great. Is it trivia time? It's trivia time. Trivia time, and then we're done. From the next Listen. Disney, from the Disney trivia box. First question: In Pinocchio, what song does Jay Worthington Fowlfellow sing to Pinocchio? Who the heck is that guy? The guy with the hat and the feather. Oh, like the Don Don Don. Yeah, what song is that Don Don sing? <laughs>
stuck it into the sky. No. <laughs> Are they Just made of no. wishes? No. You eat the pixie dust. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you eat the pixie dust? Do you just burp one out? <laughs> yeah. It's they're made from babies' laughter. Their first laugh creates a fairy. Of course. Of course. So that's how that's how fairies are made. Uh, so good work on the trivia, everyone. Or we're mostly okay. Hard. Yeah, it's, it's it's like that one trivia from back when we were kids, where it's like it's so focused on the sequels that no one goes to see, or the direct-to-video movies, or direct-to-streaming now. Um, but <laughs> we're learning eventually when they come out with the fairy characters in Lorcana when we're on set 15, <laughs> we'll be prepared. Right now. <laughs> we have that so. show that'll be a character called Baby's Laughter. Yeah. And it's an action, Baby's Laughter, play any fairy. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clap your hands. Bring any fairy back from the discard pile. Right. I just got one other question for you guys. So, based on looking at all the new cards, is there any Disney movie that you'd like to watch again? Sort of so. You watched that seven times. I think based on the new cards we saw, we didn't see a single Sword in the Stone new card today. Yeah, not new. Not new. You watched it seven times. You watched this that movie seven times in the past week. I was thinking like Peter Pan. Like this at the Because because we had the one. I was in Wonderland. And you okay? <laughs> you didn't you just watch that today? Uh, well, I just think for that. <laughs> How about we just watch Peter Pan? Okay. It's a chance for mom to watch. Uh, no, no, I mean I was really yeah, interested. I'm not. I'm not saying like we're gonna. Lion King. Okay, so Lion King is actually one we haven't watched in a really long time, so. Okay, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this before it goes any further off the rails. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you for those listening. Thank you for those watching on YouTube. You can find us at Questlore Podcasts anywhere that podcasts are available. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, feel free to find us there. Give us a listen. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Subscribe. Uh, whatever your platform calls it, please do so. Um, leave us a review. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave us a like, leave us a comment, subscribe. You, for anyone listening on audio, there's always video available on YouTube. You can actually see our faces and you can see the cards that we've been saying and talking about this whole time. Um, I want to thank again my family. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. And thank you again to all of you for listening. If you do have questions, it's questlorequestions at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. And Oswald, the lucky rabbit full of cons. <laughs>